This is the When Life Happens podcast, the real podcast all about helping real people overcome real life issues successfully. And since life never stops, let's get after it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I am your host, William Jackson, and I am super excited at another opportunity to live, learn, and grow together. We are already in February. Like, let that sink in for a moment. It seems like we were just doing the countdown into 2024 two hours ago. I don't know how you brought the new year in, but... My family, we brought it in very chill. We ate some good food. We listened to some great music. And we did an early ball drop for our seven-year-old. Um, it's funny. My wife came with, with the idea. And we collaborated. And I don't know if you have younger kids or if you've had younger kids. They have these now created countdowns on YouTube or social media that you can play that can actually simulate the countdown into the new year. So, of course, we have a seven-year-old. We are not about to allow you to stay up until midnight. So around 8.45, 9 o'clock, you know what we did? We pulled up a countdown and we were 10, 9, 8, 7, Super excited, <laughs> prayed over him and sent him to bed, and then we brought the new year in in each other's arms. So it's amazing to see how fast the time has been already moving throughout the year, and this is a incredibly popular month. It is celebrated widely as one of the most iconic months of the year. One because we get to celebrate some amazing contributors and amazing iconic individuals in black and African-American history who have literally shaped the way that we do life. But also, it's Lover's Month. Yeah, this is the time where in every grocery store that you go into, they are laying out all of the chocolates and the teddy bears and... All of the cards seem to somehow now be red and pink and flower sales are booming. And this is the time where love is just in the air. You could walk into Kroger and see two people dancing on aisle 17 just because there's so much love in the air. And the probability of those two people being my wife and I is very high. We dance anywhere. We dance in lows. We dance in parking lots. We just dance wherever we feel it. Let a good song go on. We're going to get a good two-step in. Uh, a twirl, something. We're going to find some type of way to get in on this song. We're both music inclined and it is intertwined in our being so when we hear a good song we can't help it and seven-year-old is just the same he is an avid drummer you can pick him up and be holding him and all of a sudden your back will become a drum set and i love it so much his rhythm is great and uh can't wait to see how he evolves as a musician but this is the time for love and this is when everybody is expressing 
their sentiments and they're planning gifts and they're planning getaways and restaurants are now preparing to charge an exorbitant amount of money for the same meal that cost 76% less on an average night. Why? Because this is the marketability of love. This is when everybody comes out and we get to the place where we realize that, hey, it's time to celebrate each other, where we can pour into one another, where we can do some incredible things that will set us up for an atmosphere and an energy where love is just flowing through our interactions, through our conversation, creating spaces where you just see it in people's eyes and new love and old love are all in the same vicinity. And I love seeing the nuances of, of both couples, seeing the people who have been together for 20, 30 years and the people who have been together for two to three months because you see the evolution of love. My favorite couple is to see the people who have been together for 20, 30 years, but it's the same fire, the same passion as if they just got together two to three months ago. Love is an incredible force. It is one of the most powerful forces on the planet. It is one of those things that motivates people to live at their best, to achieve the greatest possible outcome. It's it's the love of a mother. I'm sure you've heard where even when you think about a child trapped under a vehicle, how a mother's love can lift a car and pull her child out. A, a love that has the power to stretch you beyond your physical limitations, your emotional barriers, and tap into a spirituality of connection because love is in fact a spiritual force it's one of those things that intertwines your souls together so this month we're going to talk about love and relationships this is widely one of the topics where people tend to come out in droves if you're hosting events or if you're talking about something if you want to get people in the building just say we're going to talk about relationships and people are coming. Why? Because love is a driving force and everyone wants to figure out how to do it right, how to do it effective and how to create a space where we can heal enough to love with a pure, unconditional love. So we're going to talk about love today and one of the key foundational core principles of what makes love truly an unstoppable force because there are forms of love and sometimes i think that a lot of people they say they love but they really like you know nowadays we love everything you you see people on social media we love couches we love hamburgers we love our favorite shirt we love shoes we love our cars there's just so much of this love word being tossed around in such a frivolous way that it's in the essence lost the true depth of what it really means. And instead of working through the English language to say, okay, I really am fond of this or I like this. We just throw the label of love on everything. But when you really get to the place where you really are exposed to real 
true, deep love, oh, it'll shake you to your core. It will shake your very foundation of what you thought, felt, and believed before then. And one of the main key components of real, true love is having a love that is, in fact, selfless. Now, no, nowadays, everything is centered around what we want. Most people in this day and age come to the table of a relationship thinking, what can you do for me? What do you bring to the table? What do you offer? Now, those are valid questions. I'm not saying that you should not have standards and prerequisites before entering into a relationship. However, when the focus of everything that you are building with someone is centered around what they can do for you, the tone of a relationship can in fact be selfish. It's one of those unconscious things that you don't have to teach. You don't have to teach selfishness. You don't have to teach it. In a baby, it's hardwired. You have to grow out of it. You have to develop out of selfishness. But you don't have to teach that. That's why you have to be intentional about establishing characteristics that promote selfless love. Like you don't have to tell a baby that what you own or what you have is theirs or not. A baby will walk up to you, climb up on your your lap, snatch the glasses off of your face and say, mine. Um, excuse me, little sir, little ma'am. I'm going to need those back. Actually, I pay for those. <laughs> and uh, yeah, those are actually mine. And a baby will have a fit. We'll throw an entire tantrum if you try to take back what was yours. Why? Because once they want something and they see it, there's innate desire or belief that I should have what I want. And most people in this generation have moved to the idea that in relationship, I should have what I want. And like I said, it's great to have standards. How be ever, what makes a true lasting commitment, a true connection of real love is when two people come to the table, not asking what can I get, but what can I give? Selfless love. When you are focused on the emotional well-being of the other person, Sadhu Vaswani says this, True love is selfless. It is prepared to sacrifice. When it's true, when it's real, when it's authentic, it comes in with the preparation of knowing that I am here to serve. True love is a sacrifice. It's selfless. It's when you are more concerned about the well-being of another than you are yourself. That's how you can differentiate the love of someone that they have that they are dating and some a love that they have with someone that they gave birth to the parents love for a child good parents now i'm not talking about the ones who have no desire to be in their children's life but good parents wired 
have a natural desire to want the best for their children. They sacrifice, they work as hard as they can, they build everything that they possibly can. Why? So their kids won't have to worry. Selfless love. Imagine, imagine if we took on a perspective of selfless love in our relationships where every single day our focus was how can I protect and improve the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual well-being of the person that I am in relationship with? When I think about my wife, how can I improve her well-being? What can I do today to show her in a greater way that I am grateful for her, that my love is kindled towards her, that I, I desire her, that I am extremely passionate about what we are building together. Because selfless love puts you in a place where now the other person is able to receive the fuel and the energy that they need to reciprocate that same type of love. Let me, let me give you some game. Let me talk to the men first. Fellas, if you are in a place where you've reached a state in relationship, in your marriage, where you're saying, my wife just doesn't do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I, you know, I really want her to do X, Y, and Z, but she keeps doing ABC. And when I met her, when we first got married, it was X, Y, and Z. And now it's ABC. And 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 the way that I desire things, I just can't seem to get. And things just don't seem to be going the way that I planned or I had hoped or things are falling on deaf ears. And I keep saying things, but nothing seems to change. Can I tell you a secret? That if you served her in a greater capacity, the things that you would desire will become second nature for her. If you stopped for a moment and said, okay, let me stop thinking about what she's not doing and let me invest as a servant to her. Let me do something that she desires because that's key. Selfless love has the, the inner workings of first doing the groundwork of discovery. See, when you're selfless, because a lot of times what people consider selfless love is still selfish love. It's, it's giving people the love that you want or that you think that they want. But when real love is selfless, you have to start off with the groundwork and the foundation of discovery. What do you like? What do you enjoy? What do you need? What do you not like? What are your pet peeves? What are your quirks? What am I doing that consistently puts me in a place where you are receiving from me what you desire to receive? Because once you do that groundwork and you do discovery and you are finding out exactly what is necessary for the other person to exhibit a level of happiness, of well-being, of joy, when you get to that place where you have done the work 
of really figuring it out. And I'm not talking about surface level. I'm not talking about her favorite color is red. So I'm going to buy her red flowers. I'm talking about the depths of discovery. Like, what's your love language? How do you prefer to end your day? What's your favorite meal? What is the thing that you do that brings you the most peace? What can I do to put you in a place where you are connected and centered in every area? What are the things that that minister to your heart, your mind, your soul, and your body? Because a lot of times men think that that answer is in the bedroom. When in all actuality, before a woman even gets to the bedroom, she is analyzing and and taking in the interactions in the morning. Did you roll over and kiss her and say good morning? Did you wake up with an idea or something that prompts you to show her that you're grateful? If you know that she loves coffee in the morning, did you get up and take the initiative to go get her coffee and bring it to her? Sit it on the nightstand on the side of the bed before she wakes up. So when she wakes up, the first thing she sees is your investment. How much are we going out of our way to do something? Because buying things is cool. But investment requires effort. And if we get to the place where we say, okay, you know what? If I want to see or have a certain type of love, I need to first exhibit it. I have to be the mirror. We as men are created with a sense and a fashion to lead and to set the tone. To set the tone in your home, to set the tone in your business, to set the tone in everything that you do. You are created to set the tone. So if something is out of tune, then maybe I need to check the tone that I am setting. Maybe there's something that I need to fine tune. Because if you are doing the groundwork of discovery. And then you are intentionally investing your effort, not in the way that you desire to give it or what you think that she desires, but intentionally finding out what she needs. Is she tired right now? Like, is she burnt out? Does she just need a moment, a space, a spa day? Does she just need you to rub her feet? Does she just need you to just sit and let her talk and vent and you don't even chime in and you just listen and hold space? What does she need? Because when you unveil that and then you invest in that space, listen to me, my brother, there is nothing that a woman won't do to reciprocate love that has been shown to her. But they are a reflection. So if you're in a space and you say, you know what, this just isn't what I want then maybe I need to look at what am I giving? Like, how am I serving here? And and not just a one-off. Because let me tell you how calculated women are. Is that a woman's mind can go very emotionally analytical to the point where they are now 
identifying what you're doing, but then also processing if there's a hidden ulterior motive here. Okay, okay, you're doing something. This is new. Okay, first, what is, why is he doing this? Hmm. Is he trying to get something from me? Is he doing this because he wants to shut me up? Is he doing this because he wants to do something without me? What, what, what is the, the probability or, or the reason uh, or the, 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 the core behind this action, the core root? What is it? Because if you do it once and then you, it's, it's like, it's like if you tell your child, okay, hey, you know, we're, we're going to do something special this week, but I need you to make sure that you clean your room every day. And the first day they clean the room, they come down and say, I clean my room. Can I have it now? Okay. No, that's, that's, that's not what we have established. We'll do, we're going to do something, but I just need you to clean your room just for the sake of cleaning your room. They clean their room the next day and they come down. Hey, I clean my room. Can I have a surprise? Can I have a toy? Can I have something? It's, hey, you know, I'm glad that you clean your room, but you're not, it, this is not a, a, a transaction. This isn't you doing something so that you can receive something because no one likes transactional love. No one. No one likes to feel like, okay, you're just doing this so that you can get something from me. Because then even if I do reciprocate it, guess what? I don't put my all into it. I'm just trying to repay the favor. But what will happen if we then create a consistent atmosphere of selfless love where I'm consistently daily looking for an opportunity to invest intentionally in the basis of the framework of the things that you desire? Men, we are the mirror. They are the reflection. So if it's something off, and if there's something that you would like to see in a different way, listen to me. We got to check that mirror. Do I got stains on it? Is it cracked? Am I even reflecting anything of value and substance? Because once we start there, that is when we'll start to see incredible change. Now, ladies, in like fashion. Now, I, I know, especially in this day and age, this time and, you know, independent women, I'm all here for it. But if you are in a space where you're saying, okay, how can I, in fact, impact the course of my relationship so that he can become what he needs to become so that our family and home can become what it needs to become because until he steps up into the fullness of who he's created to be, then we are limited in our ability to accomplish anything of great value and our purpose is inhibited because he's not in his rightful place. If he is focused solely on sports or if he's focused solely on his video games, if he's focused solely on golf or he's focused solely on anything else and you don't feel like he's giving you the attention 
that you need if if he's focused elsewhere and it seems like you're in a battle for for the first spot the number one spot let me give you some game the first thing that you can do to to create a space where one he identifies your level of value worth and and his need to make you first and foremost is you take an intentional investment of your support of what he's doing. Now, I know this seems oxymoronic. If he's playing golf all the time, why would I make an intentional investment? Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you strategy. I'm telling you how men work. A man oftentimes turns to something that gives him a reprieve, it gives him a mental break, it gives him an opportunity to relax and to just be him in the fullness of who he is. If he is constantly playing the video games with his boys, it gives him the full gamut of him being able to tap into that energy and space, to talk trash with the fellas, to get some of this guy energy out if he's playing golf, it gives him a place of solitude so that he can clear his mind, so he can get out in the open air, he can get out with the fellas, and he can just relax and be the full essence of who he is and not have to worry about who he needs to be for someone else. That weight can be very taxing on a man. So, say for instance, if we're using the example of golf, and he's playing golf, and you feel like he's playing golf, an extreme amount like every single day immediately after work he's on the golf course and he's there for hours and you feel like he's getting scraps this is how you shift the narrative when he comes home from playing golf instead of exhibiting an attitude or instead of creating a space to where there's frustration or tension or you and rightfully so you would have valid reason to be upset if you are playing second fiddle to the golf course however if you come home and you create a space of support if you strategically come home and you ask him about golf if you do something behind the scenes to learn about golf if you ask him what his over and under is if you if you talk about the course and you you ask him certain strategic questions that will relate to something that he's invested in you will unlock something in him to bring you in because this is what happens when you ask him questions and you're invested in it and you unlock that space and, and he brings you in and then you show a support of it not to jump in and to take it from him but to say okay you know hey if you're going to play golf tomorrow you know is there anything you need you know do you like a certain you know beverage do you need to have a certain shirt washed you know let's let's make sure we got your clubs by the door or let's just put them in the trunk just so that you'll have them you know so that way you can keep a, a, a consistent flow and you don't have to worry about getting too many things you know and even doing something without him knowing if he's waking up and you got his golf clothes already folded up with a little love note to say hey you kill it on the course today you don't know what that unlocks in a man 
to see that you are invested in the things that matter to him because as a man we carry certain weights and we internalize and we have the focus uh, of always trying to think and 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 prepare for what's best for the home we carry the weight of you know am i doing enough am i doing too little where can i improve these are things that men process and they process it internally and what happens is is they'll turn to something that they can express the 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 energy that they're holding while they're processing without the moment of expressing the feelings and then have to do a deep emotional dive because sometimes a lot of times men just need a place to offload we just need to offload. It's like an 18-wheeler, right? Where you get to a way station. I just need to pull up at a spot and take this off. Get this off of my back, please. And that's why men turn to certain things. It's fishing. It's golf. It's, you know, whatever the case may be. But if you're feeling like that, that's taking first seat. Make an intentional investment to, to show support of it. And what will happen in a man, and he he may not say it, but then guess what? The first time you do it, when he goes to play or leave for the day, the whole day, and he's going to play golf, the whole day he's going to be thinking about, man, I got up and she had my golf clothes. She had my clubs. Like, I had a snack and a little love note. Okay. Okay. Right. Wow. Now I'm thinking about the whole day, even when I go to play golf. Now I'm thinking about the fact that, man, I can't believe she did that for me. That was pretty cool. She set that out for me. Made it so easy for me to play golf. And then I come home and guess what? We get to talk about something that matters to me. It makes a man come alive. It shows that you are invested in the things that matter to him. And then guess what will happen? More and more, he'll start talking to you about it. More and more, he will look forward to coming home after it so that you all can have your moment and create a space. Then more and more, he'll just, you know what? He'll get to the place where he say, you know, babe, you, I, you know, how about you come play with me? How, how about, you know, let's let's set up a time, you know, even if we got to get, you know, lessons for you, let's, you know, let's get you going so that way maybe we can go out together. And then it becomes you all thing. And then guess what? You are in the number one seat. Why? Because you made what mattered to him matter to you. This is selfless love. Now, here's the thing. Selfless love takes work. And oftentimes, it takes time. This is not slot machine love. This is selfless love. See, slot machine love, that's I did one thing and I'm expecting to hit the jackpot. I bought you flowers. Where's my jackpot? I cooked you dinner. Where's my jackpot? I said, good morning. Where's my jackpot? I paid the bills. I did the laundry. Where's my jackpot? Certain things should just be intertwined in our ability to love and serve one another. Selfless love is, I'm not doing this to receive something. I'm really doing this because I love you. And I love you enough to make what matters to you a priority to me. I love the way you feel. Not physically. I love the way you feel when you are happy. When you are 
at peace. When you light up, when you're in your favorite space, when your creative genius is flowing, that selfless love, when I love the way that you feel, when I get energy, when I, when I derive pleasure off of the fact that you are happy, that you feel safe, that you have an emotional, a mental, a spiritual, a physical, a financial security that creates a space where you don't feel like you have to defend yourself, when you don't feel like you have to do it alone, when I can create a space, both man and woman, where you can feel like that this is a partnership, that I got your back, that there's nothing that you will face that we won't face together when you get to that place and you unlock that that selfless love and you start really living in the space where listen i just like the way that you feel it puts a smile on my face to know that you're happy it puts a smile on my face to know that you feel safe that you don't have to be guarded with me it puts a smile on my face to know that you know that i will go to the ends of the earth and do whatever I need to. I will scratch. I will claw. I will fight. I will bleed. I will die for this love. Mentally. Emotionally. I will die to the preferences that I have. So that I can figure out a way that we can live. In, in continuity. Where we can live in harmony. Where we can live in a place. Where you are receiving everything that you need to receive from me and the best love is when I am living from that place and you are living from that place if I am always focused on you and you are always focused on me then our needs never go unmet but what happens is sometimes people get in the place where I'm focused on you and you're focused on you or you're focused on me and I'm focused on me and then that level of imbalance create a space for bitterness and resentment to slip in i am willing to bet a good amount of money that you can trace resentment back in majority of areas to a place in space where you didn't get what you needed and you began to give even though you didn't receive what you needed when you give and you sacrifice and you invest in something, a relationship, a business or anything, when you give and you sacrifice and you don't get anything back and it's not reciprocated and that imbalance is evident, that is when resentment will slip in. And then now all of a sudden you're looking at them with a side eye just because they're breathing. <laughs> They're breathing too hard. And you're like, oh, I wish you'd just stop. Stop breathing? <laughs> we got to get to the place where we realize that, hey, there may be a space for me to do more, to serve more, to sacrifice more, a selfless love, but also to be selfless enough to do it with no ulterior motives. And if you can't see the light at the at the end of the tunnel or you're not getting what you desire show them the way by sacrificing enough to be selfless in your attempts to create a safe space for each of you now
This is a recipe for the person that you are supposed to be with because throughout the course of the month, we're going to talk about how do you know when to hold them and when to fold them, when to love them and when to leave them. Now, when you're married, we're talking, listen, you have committed, you've said your vows, but we're going to do a deep dive because sometimes we keep hitting walls in relationship because this is God's way of trying to say, hey, this is not it. So we'll talk about that. But when you look at the lens of selfless love, when you ex exhibit a level of servanthood and submission both ways, fellas, submission is not just for the woman. It is us submitting to one another. Let me tell you something. A king who does not heed the words of his queen will not reign long. Because you can do everything and even be successful. But excluding your queen will create a space where bitterness will seep in. And then whatever happens that you are building, you'll have this undertone or this overtone of resentment. And the tension can cause things to unravel. So being selfless, investing in one another, because true love is selfless, it is prepared to sacrifice. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I hope that you found this episode both impactful and inspiring. Before you go, like and share the show, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, rate us and review us on all podcast platforms. Your engagement helps us reach more people and create another show. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you're interested in more resources and tools of how to live a fulfilled life and step fully into your purpose, 